When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we are here with all of your latest football news. Lots to cover, including that heartbreaking defeat for Atalanta in the Champions League. But before that, let's talk a little bit about Barcelona. Some fascinating news coming out uh, of France today, coming from Le... I was going to say Le Ten Sport, but I guess it'd be Le Dix Sport uh, if we're doing it from France. But according to their sources, Arsene Wenger has been offered the chance to potentially manage Barcelona next season. Now, let's be honest, this isn't the most reliable of sources, Andrew Pollard, but uh, we've seen names like uh, Maurizio Pochettino, Marcelo Gallardo, uh, Garcia Pimienta, Pimienta, easy for me to say, who's of course is Barcelona <laughs> B manager, um, and Gallardo is River Plate manager. Lots of names, of course, being linked with a job that isn't actually up for grabs right now, but the general consensus will be that Barcelona has a potentially new manager next season. Apparently Uh, The people in charge at Barcelona have tried many different avenues, uh, looked into many different people to manage Barcelona, but they uh, inquired to the uh, former Arsenal manager, Arsene Wenger, who declined a proposal to manage the Barcelona team just outright, not even being considered for it. What do you make of this news? Um, a little bit nuts, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I mean, like you said, you ran through some of the names there that are linked to him. The, the Gallardo one's fascinating because I just remember him as this kind of luxury flair player that was yet another player who was tipped as the next Maradona, uh, like Ariel Ortega, the poor fella. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, and Bielsa is another one that's been linked to the job as well. It's just, it's Barcelona's nuts. It's it's a nuts football club right now. Um, where, where Which other club in the world, really, or maybe Real Madrid, would you have a situation where there's a manager in place who's just finished the league season has a Champions League quarterfinal coming up against Bayern Munich and already it's like yeah but who's going to be in charge next season and this guy's <laughs> just like well, well I, I'm still here guys I'm still in the dugout um, yeah it's I, I guess if, if this is true and Wenger did say no then I guess that pretty much rules out him returning to uh, to club management at all really because if you turn down Barcelona um, then I mean <sighs> Are you going to go and take the job at QPR or something? <laughs> Probably not. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story if it is a true story. But it's yeah, I, I mean, it puts in your mind that one of those like what ifs. I mean, what if Arsene Wenger took the Barcelona job? What would um, what would all of a sudden Barcelona get uh, their version of Arsenal fan TV of really angry people <laughs> shouting about, about what he's doing to Leo Messi? Um, yeah, it, it's it's a great one to think about. But yeah, it looks like. 
if the story is true, then Wenger's turned it down outright. So, uh, so more power to him. Yeah, I do enjoy watching the brief things that I've seen of Arsene Wenger as a sort of analyst. I think he brings a lot to the game, of course. I think the game may have slightly passed him by, not to you know pile on him too much. He was a sensational yeah. manager who did incredible things, of course, at Arsenal. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Seti and to use an old football cliche, appears to have lost the dressing room at Barcelona. Looking a lot more into Marcelo Gallardo, um, River Plate manager, the most successful River Plate manager ever, I believe. Mm. Um, and someone who has been tipped for the Barcelona job in the past. He plays the right sort of style for that. Um, fascinating to see where we go from here. But like you say, yeah. what happens if Setien wins the Champions League with Barcelona? It's, it's a mad situation to be in. But as always, we will keep posted on any developments on this. Uh, Andrew... I'm going to just force this onto you. We now yes. have to talk about last night's Champions League game. <sighs> you had to do it, man. About Atalanta. You were getting excited. Yeah. And I then very excited. injury time came. Yeah, yeah. It was it was heartbreaking. I, I went all out with the Nick Cage hair blown in the wing gifts and, and everything <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as the ball, well, as soon as Atalanta went 1-0 up. Uh, but yeah, it was it wasn't to be. It was they, they played well. It was a great performance. It was a good game. It was an, an entertaining mm. game. And it, it had that as somebody that was cheering on Atalanta, it had the comedy value at the beginning of Neymar just fluffing so many chances. Um it was nuts. It was nuts. You've got this player worth two hundred million. Million. Uh, it came out a couple of days ago that his wages are of the equivalent or maybe even more than the entire Atalanta squad. And there he is after, what, probably seven minutes, eight minutes, and he goes through one-on-one, no defenders around him for about eight yards and just... I, 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 it was as if his foot, to, his right foot, turned to a cinder block, and it just, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was such a weird game. Um, um but yeah, it's, uh, the, the last ten minutes, Atalanta looked absolutely knackered, out on their feet completely. Uh, and I mean, this, this, this came at the wrong time when you've got Kylian Mbappe recently introduced mm. to the pitch. Uh, <laughs> Neymar then turned it on. It was. Uh, I mean, it's easy to say, but is this the, the worst Neymar performance ever and the best Neymar performance ever <laughs> all in the same breath? Because he went from looking like he'd barely ever seen a football to then uh, just turning the, the game on its head completely. I mean, he got the assist for, for Marquinhos, equaliser in the 90th minute. Oh. And then triple molting in what 96, 94, 95. Yeah. Um, but Neymar, it was he's got this record now of he had 16 successful dribbles, which is the most in the Champions League this season. That that record previously was Lorenzo Signe at Napoli and uh, and a certain Leo Messi on eleven. So Neymar's blown out the water after a horrendous start, blew out the water, 16 successful dribbles, which is the most since 2008, which was also 16 and was Leo Messi against Man United. So it it's you look at it, it's like, did, did did he have a great game? Did he have an awful <laughs> game? Did he have both somehow? Um, but Paris Saint-Germain are through and Neymar had a really, really big part to play in that. Yes, a Stoke reject sending him through to the semi-finals. Amazing uh, to see something like that. Heartbreaking, as you said, though, for yeah. Atalanta. Not helped by Steve, uh, Steve McManaman getting so excited on commentary. I was like, oh, come on. Feel a bit sorry for the plucky little Italian side. I was... And the, the, the thing with McManaman as well, I mean, he's not my favourite commentator at the best of times, but he was slating Paris Saint-Germain throughout the second half. Like, this is what they do. They choke. This is this is what they do. They, they, they come to the big games and they bottle it. And then... He goes and loses his mind when they, they go and score two in the in the in ball in, in stoppage time. It was just you're right. It was the best and worst of Neymar. Yeah. Like you say, the the work that he did to to settle both goals, uh, 
um, was was you know classic Neymar almost. Yeah, but then yeah. the chance that he missed, he was clean through. Like you say, there was that that back pass that went awry. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was arguably a worse miss than the first one. Like the first one, you can see yeah. at least see what he's trying to do. But the second shot, you've seen the highlights. It just flies into the stands, and you think. Well, he's never going to score. And he didn't, obviously, but he, he was ridiculously good towards the end. And honestly, it was just devastating to, to yeah, check yeah. the result and find out and, uh, the last few minutes. But like you say, had it gone to uh, extra time, it probably would have only gone one way anyway. At yeah. Our yeah, next, dead on so feet, disappointing. And uh, well, we could get what PSG versus Atletico Madrid in the semi. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd fancy Atletico Madrid in that. That is, of course, uh, if they manage to get through their tie, uh, which which we'll see. It's all ifs and buts. But um, yeah, Paris Saint Germain. I mean, they'll fancy themselves to, against anybody because what well, we just said there, Neymar can turn a game in in a moment's notice after looking like he's never seen a football earlier than that. So <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it's one of those where um, I, I mean. Paris Saint-Germain, they'll back themselves to go all the way. They've got Angel Di Maria to come back. They they may have Marco Verratti fit because Di, Di Maria was suspended. Verratti's out with a knock, so Verratti might be back by the time the semis roll around. Um, so there's, I mean, there's 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 a lot there for Paris Saint-Germain to, to fancy themselves. But um, I, I I just I can't I can't get involved in the Paris Saint-Germain love story. I just no. It's this, this manufactured club that that's just like 50 years old. Um, I, I mean. There was the the mid '90s when it was like Davis, you know, Patrice Loco, and there, there was that kind of because we didn't really know much about it because we didn't have that much access to European football. So you catch old VHS tapes for old people like me uh, mm. and be like, oh, these look good, and I like their kit, and it's it's in Paris, and yeah, they've got their own club now. And then you realise that yeah, somebody just went, I'm going to make the club in Paris, and then obviously they had the big takeover a few years ago and, and took things to a different level. So it's. It's while it's nice to see them play good football, I, I still can't get behind them really. It's a little bit like Rebel Leipzig. Yes, exactly. Good for good for Atalanta there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk, talk a little bit more uh, about tonight's Champions League games uh, on another video, hopefully later on today. Yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Real Madrid. Luka Modric uh, allegedly willing to take a pay cut to stay at uh, Real Madrid. This is going to AS.com. Uh, his contract ends June next year. He's 34 years of age, but allegedly he is willing to take a pay cut to stay at Real Madrid. Uh, Luka Modric has been a sensational footballer and I'd still say relatively integral to that side. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's one of those players where he dictates the game. He can dictate the pace of it. He might not be the most mobile of players these days. Um, you could argue that maybe he never really was. Um, I mean, he'd get box to box, but it wasn't like he was this um, workhorse that was all over the pitch. He, he's um, but he's very integral to that team. He's very integral to how they play. There's him and Tony Cruz that, that act as as kind of the they, they dictate the play. They dictate the the, the tempo. Uh, and then you have someone in there like a Castamiro that also um, obviously puts their foot in and, and helps out. And it's it's been it's been great for Real Madrid, even when they've not necessarily been winning La Liga's over recent years. Obviously, this season they did, but in the Champions League, it's, it's been an integral three there in the middle of the park. Um, and I mean, who doesn't like Luka Modric? It's like he's one of those footballers where, uh, apart from maybe Spurs fans these days, but, but um, yeah, it's one of those footballers where you look at him and it's just like, yeah, he, he's enjoying himself. Bless him. Look at him; he's running around with his hair everywhere, um, and he's just—he's a little dynamo. He's fun to watch. He's enjoyable to watch. Uh, um, and you know that he's having fun. So I'd like to see him stay at Real Madrid. Um, but then part of me thinking, 
I don't know what well, what would be the options for uh, I don't know when his contract comes up a 35 year old Luka Modric I guess that's that's the, the question there yeah he was linked with Inter a few years yeah. ago I do believe I think Italy might be the best place for him I think he could mm. have a real I was going to say career resurgence it's not really tailed off whatsoever no. but he could do some great things I have no doubt for for many of the Italian side so that may be a, a way forward for him but yeah I, I like him and I still think he can do a job for Real Madrid yeah, it's right. And we're talking about a player that only two years ago won the Ballon d'Or. Um, it's 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 not like I mean, people tend to have short memories and think that oh god, he's past it now. That's it, getting gone. It's like two, two years ago, he was he was he was. <laughs> he, I mean, he's still that player. Um, I mean, maybe not quite that player, but he's still very much capable of doing a, a job at one of the top clubs in the world. Whether that's with Real Madrid, whether that is in Italy, whether any any of the top leagues, I, I think um, I think he, he'd be a great addition for somebody, or he'd be a great uh, a great keep for Real Madrid. Uh, let's wrap up today then yes. by talking about a guy who we consistently talk about here. <sighs> yeah. um, despite speaking not really cuts. doing anything, Meza Ozil. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of pay cuts, uh, Mesut Ozil, as, <laughs> as, uh, it, was, it was a weird story to kind of wake up to today, of, like you, you're having a look through the usual sources and, and the usual gossip columns and the usual outlets, and there's a story about Mesut Ozil explaining why he didn't take a pay cut, and you're thinking, have I missed something? Have there been pay cuts this week with Arsenal? And then you think like, hold on, this was back in April, uh, April the 21st, I wrote it down here to remind me. Uh, of course, this was when... Um, the thing uh, had just started <laughs> started getting going in the world that was was wondering what to do. Um, so we're talking in April. The Arsenal squad was asked to. Uh, oh well, Arsenal were the first uh, first Premier League club to uh, to to suggest um, a pay cut for its squad. Twelve and a half percent. It was uh, asking their players to take a pay cut with the the belief from the players that this would be to help support the uh, the the admin staff, the day to day staff of the, of the football club. Um, and while the majority of players um, they they accepted this offer, Mesut Ozil very um, it was made very public that he refused. And this is a Mesut Ozil who is on uh, £350,000 a week. It's uh, to, to to basically be a, a former footballer, it seems like. <laughs> um, but I mean, God bless him. He's got that big contract. It, it's a little bit similar to the Gareth Bale situation, I guess. Um, apart from Gareth Bale's just milking it and, and, and enjoying poking fun at the whole situation. Whereas Mesut Ozil just... I don't know, doesn't really do much, does he, bless him? He, he just kind of skulks around uh, and, and then he might get a game now and again and then you realise that that's, there's a reason why he's not playing for Arsenal regularly. Um, but yeah, 350 grand a week. He's still got one more year left of that, but he's come out and he's explained that he would have took a pay cut. It's just it wasn't explained to him in the best possible way. He, um, yeah, he said there was a, a lack of communication about it all uh, and that he needed more information. But if he got this information and this communication in April, he would have happily... Uh, taking that twelve and a half percent pay cut, but seemingly he didn't, um, and and he definitely did not take a pay cut. So here we are with Mesut Ozil on, on three hundred fifty grand a week still for one more year, and Arsenal have just laid off fifty five employees. They made redundant. This really winds me up. This does because yeah. what a load of bollocks. If even if that is the case, right? Okay, someone didn't explain it the right way. Whatever excuse yeah. he wants to be using. Um, I talked to Simon Miller, Arsenal fan, of course, about this. He was really upset about hearing those redundancies at Arsenal. If that is the case, if you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I just didn't realise. You're telling me he doesn't have a couple of million knocking about. He can just yeah. go, you know what? To correct things. Here it is. Make sure you keep the staff. Make sure you pay the staff. Make sure the club keeps on running as it is. Your Arsenal Football Club. This isn't. Yep. You know, mine or your sides, Andrew, are, you know, scrabbling around, checking behind the back of the sofa to see if they can yep. keep running as a football club next week. Um, 
They, their players are on exorbitant amounts of money. You get, you hear complaints from every Tom, Dick, and Harry about the mad wages that footballers get. But that is the state of the game nowadays, yeah. unfortunately. But at least try and get the public on side by making some sort of gesture. Just yeah. turning around and going, "Oh, sorry, lost in translation." Anyway, all right, see you in a few weeks. I'll be here to check my collect my check. Oh, it's yeah. so frustrating. I mean, I mean, he's clearly he wouldn't do it, and I don't. I think sadly, uh, a large portion of footballers probably wouldn't do it either. But you think there's an option there where he could essentially backdate it to April of like, right, I'm going to I'm going to have a 12.5% cut retrospectively from April. Work out what that is. Here you go. Here's my contribution to getting Doris the tea lady back in in the Emirates uh, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's modern football. It's it's uh, <laughs> unfortunately that is what it is. And and. I mean, who are we to, to say to Mesut Ozil that give up some of your 350 grand, mate? Because, yeah. yeah it's, it's, awful, it's like Everyone's going through a really tough time hmm. with the ongoing global bastard, as we have to call it. Otherwise, this video will get demonetized. Um, I can't disclose how much I get paid to work here or watch football, but I will hold my hands up and say I am willing to take a pay cut. I am willing to accept just a quarter of a million pounds a week <laughs> to carry on working here. That means that we can keep running this channel. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's football news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. Plus, let us know your thoughts on Twitter as well, at What Culture FC, where you can follow both myself and Andrew Pollard. Andrew, where can people get you? At Cultured Left Peg. Find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said, and we'll be back later on today with loads more football news and, of course, a preview of tonight's Champions League game. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.